mention Bandcamp artists, you will not be being paid in V-Bucks. And uh, you no longer perform at actual concert space. You're uh, performing on the... What is it called? The Metaverse? The Drop Bus? What is the thing called? Oh, yeah, the Drop Bus. Yeah. Like, I was about to say Bang Bus, but that's clearly not <laughs> it. Yeah, no, yeah. For, Fortnite, is ne- Fortnite owns Bandcamp now. Literally. So all your favorite uh, indie electronic artists. Uh, Alex G, mm-hmm. Car Alex Seed G. Headrest, Idols. Dude, Idols are going to fucking have their own Fortnite skins now. Yeah, no. This is another way that Grimes was ahead of the game, if you think about <laughs> it. Like, Grimes <laughs> dropped, like, her most, like, several of her most recent tracks in Rocket League. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's right. Rocket yeah. League is, uh, ahead of its I guess it was, it was ahead of its time but yeah it's, it's all converging there's there's no way out of the metaverse anymore like I, I really thought Bandcamp would be the one way to opt out it was like the quaint mom and pop online <laughs> thing but <laughs> yeah that's right Bandcamp daily dude that shit but it's like Bandcamp literally like skipped three steps ahead of where like Spotify was Apple music was got like five times tech year it's horrible. I, I never would have expected it. Yeah, yeah. So, so but, and it was welcome. This is fake radio. Yeah, this is fake radio. I'm Riley Urbano. I'm JB, and uh, we're talking about the fact that uh, Epic Games, uh, the creator of uh, the Unreal Engine and the creator of Fortnite, I believe, has recently acquired uh, massive music uploading platform Bandcamp, which started out as like uh, I believe it was directly inspired by Radiohead like was Ra- it? Radiohead dropped in rainbows as pay what you want. Oh, and they were like, let's make a uh, site out of this. Yeah, no, like Bandcamp. I'm pretty sure like arose very shortly after that. But uh, anyways, they've like completely switched it up now and now it's uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I have some theories. I was like, I mean, there was like recently a pretty good pitchfork article where they were talking about how um, Tencent, which is like the Chinese mega media yeah, conglomerate, right, right. they own like like several of like the biggest things on the Chinese internet. They basically like bought they they it was like they own now like forty percent of Epic Games, and like the investment was like predicated on Epic switching over to like games as a service, where like uh, the game is free, but you're continuously buying shit in the game, and. Um, Microtransactions. Yeah, and then the other thing too was that uh, there was like this uh, angel investor, like VC firm called Solana, uh, which is like I went on their website and it was like we hold twenty-two million NFTs and like this much in Ethereum or whatever. Like they got like they put a massive <laughs> investment of venture capital into Epic Games recently too, which makes me think that like uh, they're doubling down on the like the Web three like the metaverse shit where it's all going to be about going on the blockchain. It's all about the blockchain now. And um, yeah, I, my, my, my theory about what's going to happen is that uh, Epic Games is going to switch the like Fortnite V bucks into like an actual cryptocurrency. Dude, that seems super, super likely. Honestly, I think uh, that's where we're headed towards. And it's like the like fucking like 10 year olds are going to be like, Dad, can you buy me some V bucks? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like they, they couldn't like scam adults. And they couldn't scam enough adults into no. it, and they realized that like the next best way to do it was like through their kids. Like if their kid needs V bucks for Fortnite, yeah, that parent is gonna like put some money on the blockchain, dude. But yeah, I guess I Amazing. guess it's probably gonna become. I, I mean, I have to imagine the Bandcamp is like they're like the goal here is to integrate crypto into Bandcamp on some level. Um, it just seems like such a fucking one eighty for them. Yeah, the no. Platform. The the founder, I can't remember his name, but he did an interview like a few weeks ago where he was talking about how people constantly beg him to sell the company, and he, he kept. He's he was like, like, fine, <laughs> yeah. I'll sell it. I guess for billion dollars. Is yeah. it a billion dollars? I don't Am know. Am I completely off with that? I, I, re- I thought I read it and I thought it said a billion dollars and I was like, really a billion dollars for Bandcamp? I mean, interestingly though, Bandcamp is actually the only like out of all of like the big spaces for anyone to get music anymore like Spotify or Apple Music. Um, 
I guess if you could call YouTube one, then that would be the other exception. Like none of them have ever made money besides Bandcamp. Like Bandcamp, like it's turned to profit true. like every year. They only take like a fifteen percent that's right commission, but it was like they've been like profiting off of that because it's like so many people put their shit on Bandcamp. It's Bandcamp it was Bandcamp Friday yesterday. Did you buy? Anything? No, I didn't buy anything. <laughs> I never buy anything. I just know because they sent me those emails. Yeah, just and I'm like, oh wow, that's cool. Maybe I'll buy something, but you know. Brings me back to like 2020 when uh, everyone was on Bandcamp Friday, like trying to get people to buy their stuff and like promising to donate all oh, the money. Oh yeah, that's so yeah, man. I remember that. It's a bummer that uh, no one uh, on this Bandcamp Friday like did a donation drive to like Ukraine. I think I think King Giz did. I'm pretty sure King Giz did a donation thing. They sent out a little email and they were like all of our pro- they were matching the donations or whatever. I guess proceeds um, or something. Ski mask. Do you know ski mask? Yeah, I know ski mask. Yeah, he also. He did that. He dropped like a Ukraine album. No way, really. Yeah, I gotta listen to that. Also, I, I saw something. It was like I saw this screenshot of like a 4chan post where like some redditor like posted like about how like there were Ukrainian soldiers like smoking weed in like some school or whatever, and like a Russian saw it. And then Russian troops just started bombing all the schools. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> it was god. like this redditor like revealed like tons Holy of like, tactical locations. <laughs> like he just got like he's probably got like a bunch of people killed. <laughs> yeah. Like he probably just killed like a bunch of people. All for the upvotes, I guess. <laughs> was it worth it? Probably uh, not. But yeah, so it's like it's all it's all just coming back to like. Everything, everything's a fucking service. <laughs> I'm still thinking about Bandcamp. Everything's gonna become a service now. Yeah, like uh, you're gonna have to pay and like rent. Oh, it's it's gonna suck so fucking much for artists, man. It's like fascinating because like on Bandcamp, you like artists like control how many times that you can let like play your. I mean, you know that, right? You like yeah. you can see you can let them see how many times like you can play before you have to like buy the track for ninety nine cents or whatever. Yeah, and it's like interesting because mo- I think most artists let you play it for free, yeah. usually, right? But I don't know. But um, it'd be interesting to see going forward if people start like making people buy their music or shit or like if that's like a if that becomes like a standard like a, an industry standard like if Spotify is like. You only have since you're a premium subscriber. You only have to pay three dollars for this album. Yeah, to listen to the whole thing. I mean, that, well, that's the that's the thing. I mean, actually, I kind of just because I don't see this really affecting things on the user end too much. No, I don't like I, I like I do like I kind of believe like that. I mean, like did you, like so you have music up on Bandcamp. Yeah, I have music like you know tons of people. I'm sure anyone who's going to listen to this, you like know someone who has stuff up on Bandcamp. right. Yeah, you know somebody. But it was like the funniest thing is is that like they announced it publicly. Like Bandcamp made this big Instagram post about it, but um, like I found out about it first thing in the morning because they like emailed me like probably for legal reasons. Oh, really? They like they sent out an email that was like Bandcamp is joining Epic Games. <laughs> like, it was, oh, like, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was like I literally woke up to it and was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like I don't, I don't see things like he said, like nothing is going to change for the users. Like it's all it's like everything is staying up, but it's like, e- epic games now, but what I what I see happening on Bandcamp, I like I, I kind of already saw this happening on Spotify and with app like maybe not with Apple music because Apple music kind of stands like a pose like it doesn't seem like they're too into web three like they're like yeah. kind of trying to do their own thing, but um, I think it's it's all going to become about trying to convince anyone like trying to monetize anything on the internet to be doing it through crypto, right? Like they like they want every transaction to be done on the blockchain. Like Spotify probably wants to start paying artists, if not in crypto, like through like so like on like some sort of transaction like that. And yeah. Bandcamp, I I wouldn't be surprised if they're about to start doing the same thing. Blockchain transactions. Yeah. Also, and th- th- this is the other thing is um like we, we were gonna talk about this like uh, all this NFT art mm-hmm. like th- like there's already tons love of this NFTs. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah we all love so NFTs. So cool. I own several. <laughs> Spooky. What is it? What's that dude's name? Spotty. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. There's this one <laughs> NFT rapper we found on OpenSea named Spotty. I'll, I'll splice in some Spotty. We can listen to Spotty. We'll talk. We'll talk about Spotty a little bit. Uh, so 
yeah, like, he's an, he's a crypto rapper. His description on the website is on like on OpenSea is Dude. that he like disrupted the rap game by selling like just like crypto disrupted the uh, finance game, the money, the game. money game. But he was like, yeah, I sold two thousand NFTs in like a week, and it was like, it, it, but like, but it was like. That there the, the weren't unique NFTs. It was like he basically sold like copies of his songs for like five or ten bucks each. That's so fucking weird. I bet he bought them himself. <laughs> and yeah, that's true. I don't understand that. I don't understand it very I much. Know. I don't know. I like, like boomer brain when it comes to this stuff, sort of. But it's like I, I don't even want to talk down on Spotty specifically too much because he's just like the small time. Like I went on his Twitter. Like he doesn't have that many followers. Like he's just some guy. But for some reason, he was like on the front page of OpenSea. Because right. Because like, I get like it's this weird thing where like there's simultaneously like tons of NFTs being made, but it still feels like there are very few of them. And like I, I scrolled through OpenSea and I scrolled through all these other NFT marketplaces, and it was like it, it was mostly drawings of anime titties. That would that you honestly, can own that. Yeah, no, you can you can you own can that. Literally own that in perpetuity. Pass that's, that down to your grandkids. That's what kind of makes me think that NFTs are like gonna win. It's like oh, the, dude, for sure. The kind of guys who've been into anime titties have like really determined a lot about like the course of the internet and like where things are going, you know, like Americans who are into that shit. It's like it's drawings of anime titties. It's like drawings of like the Joker. It's drawings of Batman. <laughs> it's drawings of all of your like anime, like your favorite heroes. Yeah, all sorts of shit like that. And then like occasionally like a painting of a beach or something and it'll be called like Bitcoin. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's like the sun is like the Bitcoin logo. Or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all it is. And there's tons of these being made. And it's like, uh, it's ba- like any of these websites are basically just like the front page of Deviant Art. Like if you ever went on D. Oh, <laughs> dude, I remember Deviant Art. Yeah, I remember Deviant Art. I think I went on it in like fifth grade once, but and like, I saw something gross. Yeah, it was always a lot of porn. What a great site, though. Yeah, no, I miss it, it. That's that's all just migrating over. So like th- those people, to like, that's something gonna make. Yeah, that's something to make the money off of it, dude. But like my theory about it is that basically it's like like ninety nine point nine percent of the NFTs that are out there like don't exist to like really be like individually bought or like appreciated. It's mm-hmm. not like any one specific person is gonna like find them and be like, wow, this is like beautiful. I'd love to own <laughs> Gary V. I mean that already that already <laughs> feels like like a lie. Like I, like the only re- like people wanted the board apes, but it was like just to like have it as your profile picture. Like I don't right. You don't hear Dude, about that's it? right. That that's what uh they have that on Twitter or something. Like they like did like the NFT profile pictures or some shit. Yeah, you can have like a hexagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm not on Twitter. I tried to go on Twitter to look Twitter at Spotty's either. Twitter. And like the minute I opened up Twitter, like I got bombarded. It was like I was like spiraling, thinking about NFTs, like seeing all this bizarre <laughs> shit. I had just listened to Spotty. I was like looking yeah. at all this weird deviant art shit, and I was like, okay, let me like go to a more normal, like let me hit up like a main channel, like a primary, like a place where a lot of people are, where I can expect things to be kind of normal. And I opened up Twitter, and like the immediate like pop up was just like. You can use an NFT as your profile picture. Whoa, I was like, no, no shit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it just it just keeps going. But it was like, so so no one's really like buying these because they like them. Like they're buying them like for no. status. But I honestly think that even that's like still kind of like a smaller game outside of like the guys who have made like a big production. Like outside of Board Ape. Like uh, I honestly think what most of it is is that like I I bet that like big hedge funds and like private equity VC firms, firms. Not maybe VC, but it's like anyone who like want like I bet that they're just being bought up like in like incredibly like by the thousand. Yeah, it's like you know like any like any like anything like that they want to just say like oh yeah, we hold like a thousand NFTs. It's like almost more like an investment in NFT futures or something right. than it is like an actual purchase of art or whatever. It's definitely not a purchase of art. I think it's comparable to like I don't know, like rappers just like having like art finance advisors and they're like buy this painting fucking Jay like Jay Z's like buy this painting. It's worth two million in two years. Yeah, that's no. that one song. He's like it's worth four million. Well, it's like that Oscar Wilde quote about like the cynic knows the price of everything but the value of nothing. Oh, yeah, deep. it's true though. No, but but it's like I, I, I sincerely feel like it's it, like like 
no individual NFT matters. It's literally like like the the racket exists so that like Warren Buffett can hold like five million. How, NFTs. Is he still How old is Warren Buffett now? I don't he's know. He's like got to be like 90 something. He's what? so fucking old. Yeah. Also another like Warren Buffett factoid is like you guys remember that like you remember that fucked up dorm hall they're building in California like Munger Hall. No, I didn't see that. Are you serious? No, I didn't see it. What is it? This is already like it's old. It's kind of old. It's like I'm out like, of the loop. It's from like last fall. I feel like basically like this like old architect who was partner like the reason I thought it because he's partners with Warren Buffett. Like, okay. They, they like co run like Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, like no something. shit. Okay. His name is Charles Munger. Charles Munger. Well, is it like a is it like a dorm for like workers or something? No, it's a dorm at UC Santa Barbara, and it's going to be like the size of a whole city block, and like meant to house like forty thousand people. Whoa! And only like thirty percent of the dorms are going to have like real windows. What the fuck? Yeah, it's gonna it's like gonna be like a city. It's it's like literally like Ready Player One shit. An like entire city bar. The stacks. It's like holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, no, it's wait, that's awesome. No, yeah, it's like what's well, horrible, but it's awesome. He did an interview about it where he was talking about how like the the dorms that don't have real windows are gonna have like fake windows. Like, no, when you're on like the lower deck of a cruise, there will be like the fake windows. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have those. <laughs> He's like, like a you painting can of a window day and night. Real windows. Oh can't do that. my <laughs> fucking god. Real windows can't do that. Yeah, it's true that they can't. But anyways, it's like like NFTs. It's literally just it's something that like it's like owning water futures or like owning Tesla stock. It's like you just hold like five million of them. Yeah, and like when like whatever like when ETH goes up or something you sell you sell. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like that's that's all it is. I'm not into it really. Well, it's, it's like you notice we're like not talking. It's like not even talking about art. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not yeah, even. It's, it's like, no, it's not. I yeah. just like. It seems. I remember. It's it's weird because it seems like it's pretty um, controversial. In uh, I guess I don't know. You and I are in sort of leftist leaning circles. I guess it seems. I, I mean, sort of, right? At least like most people that we know are sort of. You know, whatever. Annoying. I'm a communist. Annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, and like, it seems like NFTs are like so controversial. I know like a bunch of people who are really, really deeply into them, and then other ones who are like, "This is fucking ridiculous. It's killing the earth." Yeah, I posted on my story just like a video of like scrolling through OpenSea, and you could see like. Oh, here's an NFT by the weekend. Here's an NFT right. by the white stripes. There's a uh, there's a white stripes one where it's the glitch mob remixing seven nation army. Really? It's just like a dubstep seven nation army. <laughs> it's like 10 seconds. It's like the riff and there's like a little like glitchy video. <laughs> Yeah, it's I like just, it's it's shit like that. It's and it's like literally like that. Like you know, like imagine like the production value that went into that. Like a major record label like invested in this. They like the lawyers like came and drew up contracts and they like made sure that the glitch mob had the rights to use the white stripes thing. And then they like had like some like team of like underpaid visual like graphic design yeah, slaves make like a cute glitchy like gif <laughs> to go along with it for the NFT, but then like literally right next to it on open is like spotty. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh like yeah. <laughs> it's uh pretty strange. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just I really I really thought that like I mean I knew that this was going to be like an unstoppable force like the the vibe behind all this web three shit in my opinion is just like our overlords being like like it or not. It's happening. You yeah, know, you have to get used to it. It's coming. Well, and it's like it doesn't give like I like for I don't know. Maybe it's sort of a, a beaten point, but like for small artists who are trying to actually make money off shit seems like NFTs are going to be more and more like you know more of an option for them. <laughs> I don't I mean it's like it's like because it's like you want to actually make money on what you're doing and this is happening with NFTs. You're probably going to make an NFT. Yeah, no, but that's actually the thing. No, like um that's like that's that line of thought is how the scam starts. It's like literally like all this crypto shit, it's all a scam. Like it's all like it's a 
it's a Ponzi scheme. The reason the value of all these coins keeps going up is because the people holding them convince people not currently holding them that they need to be holding. That's it. true. It's like, you that's know, it's true. all just like I'm going to get you in and that's how I'm going to make you money or like something. <laughs> yeah, and it's like literally like they're doing that to artists because to mint an NFT you have to like hold an amount of crypto. Right. Like to even like start the minting process, you need to like hold an amount of ETH or like whatever coin is going to be like 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 whatever you're doing it through, you have right. to be holding some of that NFT. So it's basically just like if an artist thinks that they can make money off NFT, they have to buy yeah. ETH. They have to be holding some. I don't own any ETH. Do you? Do you own any crypto? I do not own any crypto. The, the like looking at the NFT art was the first time I even like went on like a crypto related like I realized, like I realized as I was doing it, like I've like seen, like everyone's talking about it. You're constantly hearing about it, but I haven't actually like looked at any of it for myself. <laughs> yeah, and I honestly you can buy it on Venmo now. Yeah, no, you, yeah. yeah, you can, but but it's like I honestly feel like most of the people, even like I feel like even a lot of people like participating in it aren't actually looking at it because if they were like, no, I don't know how you could look at like the Open Sea storefront and like think that there's anything worth <laughs> owning there. I, you know, what? I should ask some. Uh, I should ask some business school people. Oh, you I bet they fucking know. I bet ask uh, Oscar's. Ask uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, ask yeah. Oscar's roommate. Yeah, we have a friend who's whose roommate is a uh, a tech worker, <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll ask him about it. Yeah, welcome to Seattle. Welcome to Seattle. Baby. That's where we are. It's actually a beautiful day. It's, it's a, a beautiful day. Really, really nice. It's nice outside. It's sort of brisk, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's all right. Riley and I are hanging out in here eating raspberries. We're just playing some Elden Ring. It's pretty good. That game is fucking sick. Yeah, no, it's uh, I can't wait for the next uh, FromSoft game to come out where to like rest at a bonfire. You need to pay some ETH like <laughs> yeah. 50 cents. Worth of <laughs> it's all microtransactions. Yeah, no, it's yeah. and then the, the other thing too about like the everything going online is that like a uh, you can turn it off. like whoever like owns it can like turn it off just as easily as they're like running it. You know what I mean? It's like in Russia right now. Like they don't have it. Like like you can't like play like anything by Nintendo right now in Russia. Yeah, like everybody's processor. cutting off their. Uh, everybody's cutting off their shit in Russia right now. Yeah. Nike's closing their stores. <laughs> I mean, what's what are we coming to? You know, well, how, how am gonna, I gonna go get my fucking Air Maxes? Yeah, no, it's, there's like some of the, yeah. That, that's the thing too is like some of this stuff just sounds good. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh no, no Facebook. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> what am I gonna do without my Netflix? God. How am I gonna watch? I guess Zelensky's show was on Netflix. By the way, I tried to find it. There's but a show. He has a show. Yeah, Zelensky, Vladimir Zelensky literally like ascended to the presidency of Ukraine off of the fact that he had a like a comedy TV show. No shit. Where he played like a comedian who starts a political party and he becomes the president and he like uh wow. deals with all this corruption and all this stuff. And it's funny because that is fucking crazy. In real life though, he like uh started a political party with the same name as the party in the show. Okay, that's literally like uh I'm going to sound so edgy here. That's like that black mirror episode you're talking about. <laughs> you seen that you're talking about Waldo. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah actually. just like this like comedian guy has like a blue thing and they're like, wait, you could run for president and he's like, I don't want to run for president and they're like, well, we're making it run for president <laughs> either way. That's crazy. I didn't know that, um, but it's uh, it's happened before, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger was a uh, governor of California. Yeah, the, the logical next step is that they're going to make Zelensky fuck a pig. I mean, I would watch that. <laughs> I would absolutely watch that. Although I feel like we should be piling on Zelensky. We should be piling on that 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 Dilf Putin. Eh, eh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's like it's not I, happening. The war's not happening. Yeah, it's not it's real. Fake. I don't even believe in the invasion, <laughs> actually. So no, but it's like I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do kind of feel bad for Zelensky. I mean, like, well, actually, I feel quite Just bad. For a little bit bad for <laughs> I feel, him. I feel pretty bad for Zelensky. I mean, the country got invaded while he was president. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> That's pretty tough. But it's like before the invasion, his approval ratings were like super low because he was like a really bad president. And You're telling me. Like, what if like Seinfeld was fucking president? president? Yeah, no, it's like if George <laughs> was president. I don't even actually know enough about him to say that, but it's like like his approval ratings were really bad and then like, you know, like the country got invaded and like honestly, like to the extent that I'm like up on what he's actually doing, some of it doesn't seem like a very good idea. I mean, like I, I'm definitely no expert, but it's like the fact that he was like 
you know, like giving civilians guns and stuff. And then like all of a sudden there was like this huge spike in looting. And then the yeah. Ukrainian state media had to come out and say, uh, Russian soldiers are looting, but be careful because they're dressed like Ukrainian civilians. Oh, yikes. Yeah, that doesn't seem I, I wouldn't. Yeah, but it's like also like he's underneath a you know, he's like that's a pretty tough position to be in. Yeah, no, it's like I mean, I guess I don't know what I would do if I was like in his position, but it's like Putin. Oh God, those boxers. They have those. Uh, you know, what I'm talking about the Klitschko brothers. They're like two like big heavyweights, and they're from Ukraine, and they, like went back to Ukraine to fight in the war. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. And then there's like this other guy who was leaving Ukraine. He got he like just got into Poland, and he was like Ukrainian American. I think it was like Dancing with the Stars or something. He's so he was some Dancing with the Stars guy, and he left. I remember I fucking saw like a little article about it. Um. And uh, all the comments on the article were like, "You're fucking pussy. You should be fighting for your country." Oh my god! <laughs> it's like going to Poland or whatever. Yeah, I mean, okay. Let me let me be clear. I don't I don't want anyone to think that I was like making fun of the invasion, but it's like I un- unequivocally like you know like the invasion should stop. Like yeah, the, yeah. The- that's our official stance: is you should not invade Ukraine. <laughs> in case anybody should wondering. not be. But it's also like. I don't know. The, like the U.S. has played it so incorrectly. I mean, like oh. I imagine that there's like a at some point there was probably like a diplomatic way to handle this. Like if if Biden came out before the invasion and unequivocally said like, you know, Ukraine is not going to join NATO, like we're not going to put NATO troops on the border. It might have helped. Yeah, Um, might may might not have. I mean, like who knows because Putin also it seems like he acted really kind of on his own. It doesn't seem like he really had like a ton of widespread public approval. Yeah, or sure, like did that. It. sure did it, but I don't know and I, I still I, I feel like still at this point. There's probably a diplomatic way out of this if the US like took a more even hand and wasn't just like trying to align the entire Western financial system against Russia like you know like it's yeah. like if they like if they do anything that screws around with like the Russian central bank or something. It's like a really really bad move like that's like you know. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, pretty 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 bad. Yeah, fuck Putin. I, I guess I feel bad for Zelensky. I feel bad for him. Yeah, I won't. I mean, I don't know what I would. <laughs> he's like a comedian, right? Yeah, he I, probably doesn't have a ton of experience with uh, the military. The level on which I feel the worst for him is like whatever extent to which he ever like trusted us. Like mm. America, yeah, you know, it's like know. like like if if like anything that he did in the lead up to the invasion that he did because like some U.S. like State Department guy told him like no you're good like we have your back if you do this and then he did yeah. it like that's what I feel bad for because like there was no way we were ever gonna like help. It's like right now <laughs> we're saying we're like trying to help and like what's happening. Yeah, though we have some uh, senators who are saying some crazy shit on Twitter. Yeah, have you seen that? I'm not on Twitter. <sighs> I think it was um. Lindsey Graham. Oh, Lindsey Graham. A th- bachelor. Yeah. Southern bachelor. Yeah. I think they said uh, they were like, if you're a Russian and you're not actively trying to kill Putin, you're not a good Russian <laughs> or something. It was like something along those lines. It was like, if you live in Russia, take him out or so. It would literally like he said that in a fucking tweet and then like a bunch of other senators were like, this seems like a bad idea <laughs> to to publicly advocate for the assassination of like this guy who has like <laughs> nuclear launch codes. Yeah, well and then like I have to imagine that there's like a contingent among like the like post Trump Republicans in Congress who like if you ask them about Ukraine they would say the craziest shit you've ever heard in your they life. They are dude, I was uh, I was fucking watching like um like Madison Cawthorn or like Lauren Boebert or like Marjorie Taylor Greene. If you ask them about Ukraine, like what would they do? Well, that's the thing. I was actually trying to figure that out the other day. I was watching fucking Tucker Carlson talk about it and he was like, we should not be at war with Russia like he like they're like publicly like trying to take like a neutral stance. I mean in like this sort of like they're like we shouldn't we should not be attacking uh, Russia at all. And not try to support Ukraine. I don't disagree. I wonder how Fox News viewers feel about that. I don't know, man. It seems like one of those things. It seems like most. It seems almost bipartisan, and like a lot of people are like, we should. I think I feel like most people want a war now. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, the, the the war spending the there was like bipartisan support for like cutting military spending or something like that. Yeah. I, and it sort of has gone now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also feel like it's like people are like like the the propaganda is such that like people like don't even know that like what they're talking about and like what they're like sharing and like posting and like yeah being so loud about and supporting is like war propaganda like yeah it's like the ghost of Kiev and, dude like, that shit was fucking funny. did you see that yeah no it was like it, it was like all made it was like made up like, yeah it wasn't I, real <laughs> I think it it's not real I, I'm pretty sure it was like I know there was a fake post about it and it showed a picture of him and it was um, Sam Hyde's face <laughs> photoshopped onto it and then some actual like uh, it was like a senator or a congressman or something retweeted it and they were like kill some Russians go Ukraine <laughs> and then it was like and then it was it was like this is actually a Sam Hyde uh, alt-right comedian or whatever. It was so funny. It was like, <laughs> this is fuck. This is too surreal. Yeah, no, and it's like and also it's like, you know, all the like there's like tons of stories like that all throughout the news about how like brave everyone is and how they're dealing with the resistance and how they're like handling it and they're like, oh, they're fighting back in all these inspiring ways like all oh, the courage of the Ukrainian people and it's like yeah, we could be talking about that or we could be talking about like how we can most quickly like end the invasion. Yeah, and like get Russia out of it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's the same thing with like a lot of the sort of, um, well, about to get political. I think it's like the same thing, like with like sort of a lot of the BLM stuff. It's just like well, posting like the black square and being like, wow, you guys are so brave. Yeah. Like, just like hanging out. I don't know. It's like, you know, takes me back, man. Takes me back to that time. I remember. Although maybe that's not a good comparison to make. It's yeah. just like it's like a, it's just a fascinating. That is a fascinating period of of like people posting shit like trying to support and then people being like fuck you. That's not supporting this yeah. and like like just like fucking well and it's crossfire. like like the medium is the message like all that was really happening within that entire sort of feedback loop was just people like were like self reinforcing their belief that like Instagram was like the venue for like political True, discourse. Dude. It was like this is where we do politics. This is like where uh, we figure <laughs> like this is where Jesus. we decide how things are supposed to work. Yeah, this is where we uh this is where we get our support. Also, I don't remember like uh like let me Google this real quick, but I'm pretty sure that the Ukrainian government like announced that it was gonna be selling NFTs to try and like no fucking way raise money for the yeah, war effort. I sh- I bet you there's gonna be a goddamn ghost of Kiev NFT if they start doing that. Here, wait, let's see. One hundred percent. Yeah, no, the BBC Ukraine conflict government to sell NFTs to fund war against Russia. Yeah, it's totally gonna I, all right, ghost of Kiev uh NFTs. You can buy them now at it's, Ukraine.com. Yeah, no. Okay. Ukraine.co.uk. Okay, here's a tweet. Here, here's a tweet Ukraine. from Mikhailo Fedorov. After careful consideration, we decided to cancel airdrop. Every day there are more and more people willing to help Ukraine to fight back the aggression. Instead, we will announce NFTs to support Ukrainian armed forces soon. We do not have plans to issue any fungible tokens. <laughs> non fungible tokens only only non fungible tokens. <laughs> well, that sucks for the FT buyers out there. Yeah, that was the vice prime minister of Ukraine saying <laughs> <laughs> there must have been something lost in translation. Yeah, must have been maybe not. That's fucking awesome though. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean, what? What are we doing? He knows the difference between a fungible token and a non. He's like, token. just to be clear, this is a fungible token, not a non-fungible token. Oh my god! Anyways, what have you been listening to, man? Um, New Herco S album is really good. Plonk. Good name for an album. Yeah, no, I've listened to a little bit of it. It's pretty weird, but uh, and then uh, some old, some fall. That band, the makeup, the makeup, makeup's really good. Definitely, it's like a DC band. Um, and then that new Big Thief, Riley put me onto the new Big Thief. I listened to the first song and I was like, um, I worked, I worked at a um, 
at Warby Parker. <laughs> I, I recently quit um, and I remember hearing one of the songs from the album and I hate and I was like I can't do this like I they've taken it over. The millennials yeah. have gotten it, but I, I listened again and and is really fucking good dragon. What is it? Dragon these nuts <laughs> dragon warm on a new mountain or something. I believe in you. Is that what it is? Dragon, I believe in you. Like Dragon New Warm Mountain, I believe in you. Okay, I think is the name of the record. Okay, that's a pretty dope name for it's record. Really good. I don't know what's going to compete for me for best for album, album of the year. year. Yeah, dude, I, it's good. I still think I think Black Country New Roads album was good. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good year though already for for music. It that's like the, it's good. That's that like that's the thing for me. It's like I don't know what to make a twenty two so. 2022 so far because it's like it seems to me like it's like we're kind of entering a period of somewhat like of cultural renewal like things yeah. are sort of beginning to feel good again in a way <laughs> yeah. like, like the pandemic starts to like yeah, the mask mandate ends in Seattle pretty soon which that's true man about. that's good that is in that is interesting I'm yeah no. that works out well I mean I, I, I like Seattle's so fucking like full of shit that like I feel like a lot of businesses are going to keep the mask mandates up anyways. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Which is going to suck, but you know what whatever You'll whatever. We'll have, have to roll with those punches, I guess. Yeah. Um but hey, so like you know like the pandemic it, like it like I I see like it seems and feels safer and safer to be out and like just sort of like be easygoing and like have fun in public and like art is starting to like, I don't know. Like I really feel like there's a, a, a lot of good art being made right now. I mean, um, I'm watching uh, euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk about good art. No, unironically, I it's think it's good. good. Uh, it's good. Unironically, I really I think it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I should watch it. I just like I feel like that's a show that's like so, I mean, so fucking zoomer pilled. No, but like that's like the zoomer show of the century. It's just like everybody you know that's like between the ages of 18 and like 20. Yeah, watch and I, that show. I think it definitely like stands like it risks falling into like the trap of like, you know, it's kind of trying to like satirize some aspects of like modern mm. life, but I feel like people are going to watch it and just think it's cool. Yeah, like like fight club or like Wolf of Wall Street, right. like, you know, like Dude. good. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. They're going to be like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, exactly. Wolf of Wall Street's meant to be a satire and like a fucking critique of that shit like financial culture and everything. Yeah, I mean the only thing that I came away from that movie really like liking was like I was more interested in quaaludes. I was yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I was more interested in Steve Madden after that movie. Yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah. Uh, but it's like so like Euphoria like it definitely like there's a comp that that's a component of it is like I think that like for every scene where they just sort of like are like maybe kind of glorifying something fucked up like oh like drug use or like oh like oh this is like an abusive relationship they kind of like they kind of like there's like a balance there's always a counterbalance yeah I think that like the aesthetic of the show is like really on point like a lot of the characters are really well drawn the cinematography is really good I feel like I feel like set design and lighting are like lost arts mm -hmm. and like the lighting is really good yeah I feel like I get that just from, I haven't even seen it I watched actually no I I watched about 2 minutes of it the first I watched 2 minutes of the newest season there we go and uh there's just like a woman in a power suit and she walked into a club <laughs> and shot a guy while yo. he was getting his cock sucked yo oh yeah no I, I know yeah. what you're talking about yeah you could see his penis too. It was really skinny. It was like a really skinny dick. No, like that. That that's like I was gonna mention that like that like part of my like endorsement of the show is like bring back dicks Cock. in media. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I They're couldn't good. more. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. good to have. It's good to you know. It's like let's talk about this. Let's talk about dicks in media again. Yeah, no, but but like it's HBO. Yeah, but also it's like. uh like I feel like the last show that I saw that like really seemed to have like a sure like like a very sort of even hand and a very like sort of like masterly feel behind like like there was like that self-assuredness where like you knew you were watching something made by someone who knew what they were doing was like Twin Peaks the return. I didn't watch that. It's good. I mean, it's whatever. It's really good. I would talk about it for like too long if anyone <laughs> let me, but it's like um, but like honestly like that like the only show that I feel like like matches that like aesthetic level or like comes close to that aesthetic level is euphoria. But like what what I really think is good about it like back to what we were talking about earlier is that like um it is like the quintessential zoomer show and I feel like yeah. 
it tries. It doesn't completely succeed, but it tries to like describe like why Zubers feel so fucked up. Yeah, like everyone yeah, feels right, so right. fucked up. We were talking about this a little bit, like uh, even without trauma. Yeah, like even if nothing bad ever happened to you in your life, you just still feel like, fucked. Yeah. Well, do you mean like creating trauma for yourself? No, it's like I mean, like I honestly, think that's real. I think it's like more like just this like ambient dread. Like we feel like you know, like we're all like at this like cliff at the end of history. Yeah, that's okay. Well, running that's off at like lemmings. That's fair, dude. This is like the you know people people that I've talked to our age are like I'm not gonna have kids because the earth's gonna die. Yeah, exactly. And that yeah. feels like sort of significant. A yeah, bit, just a little bit. I mean, yeah, no, and it's like in the very first episode of Euphoria, like they like they're showing all the characters being born, and it's like cut against like Bush talking about 9/11 and like planning to invade Iraq, and I'm yeah. just like, that's real shit. Like that's like <laughs> when it started. You know what I mean? Like it's that's true, dude. Holy shit. And now we're back. I mean, now now we're back. Now we're back. Yeah, except uh, it's uh, white people now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, but like, still okay. not full white people. I feel like Eastern Europeans are still not viewed as white people. Exactly. Yes, Slavophobia. Like, you know what I mean? Like a little bit. Not. That sounds weird. That like I think that obviously they're white people, but they're still viewed as like not. They're not Western European. They're not like you know what I mean. We'll see how um we'll see how America we'll we'll see how our fellow Seattleites start feeling if there's like a Ukrainian refugee crisis. There's probably yeah. already like to, I mean to a small sure. there already is one to a small extent like Poland and Hungary and like oh yeah all those states. But it's like you know it's like as that flows further outward. 2022 was already set to be like a year with like strong Slavic vibes I think and like mm. it's just gonna push that further forward looking forward to it, but I was going to say I think that I think that Ukraine it's going to be like Putin's Iraq. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, like yeah. he's going to seize Kiev quickly. Like He's already like there. It's going to drop a Satan bomb Satan, well, he, Satan Two. what a fucking sick name for a bomb. By the way, he's a bomb called Satan Two. you don't know about this dude. This is like the fr- okay Satan Two, supposedly is a missile. It's like a fucking warhead that has like 40 other warheads inside of it and on impact can destroy. I mean, actually, I don't know how much of this is real or not. I might just be like Russian whatever propaganda supposedly can destroy a landmass the size of Texas. Jesus fucking well, it's like which I is mean, fucking crazy. This is also like it is like we're kind of getting back to the Cold War and that like I think that like at least part of why Putin invaded Ukraine is because he wanted to show off all of his fancy new military oh, tech for sure, and it does like, like the tech that he's showing off is like 10 years ahead of any American military. like American military tech is designed to fall apart. It's like all yeah. like the F 35 like that plane that can't go out in the rain <laughs> Yeah, and like the decapitation rate when you eject from it is like one in five. Yeah, it's like that was like there was like a trillion dollar American plane. That's like it's like because like our military industrial complex is just designed around like getting the like gun manufacturers the next contract. Yeah, and so that like you know in, in peacetime they'll be like no, nah, it's like national security is fucked right now. We need to build like the most high tech plane of all time, and then they build it, and it's the F thirty five piece of shit. Yeah, and then the U S government goes like, well, what do we do now? And then Raytheon goes, you write us another check, and we'll make you a jet that works. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that's and that, that's like our whole military. That's like that's everything. It's like the guns, that's the cars. Works. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, any country where they've been like orienting their military production around actually winning a war. You know, they could probably win the war. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. If they're, yeah. So like, what's the like point of making that on some level, I think that that's like part of what Putin was going for, but it's like I, like he's going to seize Kiev very quickly. Like he got like, you know, like halfway across the country in a matter of days, which was remarkable. Like it started in Donbass and then it like pers- yeah. like he was in Kiev like so quickly, but it's like then the problem is going to be holding on to it. You know? Yeah, we just need to send some of those Boston dynamics dogs over there. They're not going to know what to do. They're going to try to kick them and it's not going to work because they get back up, but yeah, that, th- and like th- this is the thing. This is the flip side to the fact that it like it feels like we might be like in an era of like somewhat like like we might be entering a period of like mild cultural renewal like things might be like getting a little better culturally here as we all like come back out of our shells and like yeah. hang out again like there's good music and there's like you know there's like shit to talk about that isn't just like incredibly like remote depressing Twitter shit. You yeah, know what I mean like that's like that feels good, but it's like 
we still gonna have to like pay like war. the price for like how insane everything is insanely everything set up. You yeah. know, it's like you know, there's like still all these like chickens coming home to roost or whatever. Like oh. there's just still a bunch of shit we're gonna have to deal with. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Euphoria is good. Euphoria. <laughs> like, I like the new Big Thief. I like the new. Uh, I like the new Black Country New Road. The new Black Country New Road was amazing. Yeah. I'm trying to write a um, an article about it right now. This but I fucks with articles. <laughs> I love articles. I'm trying to write it. It's not. I'm just like. I don't know. I respect music. Uh, well, actually, that's not totally true. I sort of respect music journalism. Well, no, like it's in a really a dense. That's a dense album. Yeah, no, there's a lot going on in the new Black yeah. Country New Road. Also, though, I was going to say like music journalism is in a really weird place right now because like it's so dead that in some places it's kind of circled back around to being a little interesting again. Yeah, like weirdly enough, it's like Pitchfork has been like a zombie publication for like a decade Dude, now. Yeah, I'm sort of done. I Pitchfork. Yeah, Pitchfork like it, it, like it objectively doesn't matter anymore. It's right. like you know there was a period of time where like a like a best new music could like make a band's career at totally. least for a couple of years. And it's like that that's completely gone. They're like completely on their back foot. Just like, you know, like something gets popular completely independently of them and then they have to like try go to back and up. try to explain why everyone likes it. Like it's not yeah. like they're like tastemakers. It's like no more like but but any like no, I doubt anyone's even reading anyways, but it's like weirdly like there's a there's actually some really good writing coming out now. Like for instance, like uh, like the the article that they put out about how, what it probably is going is to happen now that for like Epic Games owns uh, Bandcamp was like well researched, well written, yeah, thoughtful. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like there's like it, like in the margins, there's like my like somewhat interesting stuff happening. I also just feel like it's like we're entering a period where like uh, I don't know, like I I think that like uh, culture is becoming such a like weird like it's this weird thing where no one knows where it comes from or how it's made or how to participate in anymore participate in it anymore TikTok. Yeah, I guess TikTok. and it's like that. That's just only going to come further like a road the position of anyone who was like a professional opinion haver. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's a good thing though. Professional opinion haver is kind of kind of a stupid title. Yeah, yeah, I don't know man. Catch, yeah, I've heard there was some quote from that guy and uh, women. He was like, "Music journalists are the scum sucking fucks of the earth," or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. It's, it's like pretty. It was pretty uh, vulgar. A lot of my favorite artists of like uh, the twentieth century, like my one of my favorite things about them was their like relentless hatred of music journalists. That's true, dude. Like Bob Dylan would like just yell at them. Yeah, like they try to ask him a question. He'd be like, why would you? Why would you fucking ask me that? <laughs> why would you be gay? <laughs> you know, why would you ask me that? <laughs> hey, man, that was cool. Like David Bowie, you know, he hated that shit. Lou, have you seen those interviews with Lou Reed? He has like a bunch of like TV interviews and every single time he like they, they'll ask him questions about like what's going on in his life. They're like, were you addicted to heroin? He's like, no. <laughs> like, and then they're like, so and you're, and then later on in the interview, they're like, so when you were addicted to heroin with the Velvet Underground, he's like, I wasn't addicted to heroin. He's like, yeah, but you wrote you you previously said in an article that you were. He's like, no, it's not true. <laughs> like he just like he do this like fucking flip flopping thing and just absolutely infuriating to talk to. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Well, and it's like also like I'd be more interested to hear his opinions on music than anyone else. Like his oh, review yeah. of uh, Jesus. Do you ever read his review of no, Jesus? No, I didn't know he had made a review of Jesus. Yeah, like one of the they last like things it? he published before he died was like this glowing review of, of Jesus where he did. talked about how like visionary Kanye West is. He was wrong, <laughs> but but it was a good review. <laughs> it was a well written. You know, it's like I mean, if you're like, gonna say that about a Kanye album, that's a good one to say but it's about. Like, he like he like I think he probably felt like he earned that after like a lifetime of actually like doing like making cool, interesting art. Like oh, that's yeah. when you like that, like that's might be the only real way to earn, like a position where anyone should care oh, about your opinion on it. I you completely know? agree. Yeah, because it's like I mean, you talk like hearing like a, I know that's like the whole point of like the what's in my bag thing. It's like you see an artist you respect, you like talking about like other music, like those fucking. You seen the one for um, clipping? 
No, okay. No. You know, clip. You know, clipping yeah, no, is like David Diggs and like Hamilton those, Star. Mm-hmm, Hamilton Star. That guy. That fucker. It's like two other dudes in it who are like um fucking like one of them's like a composer and the other one's like a sound design professor or like Berkeley or something. Yeah, no, it's like yeah, and they're like academia death grips. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And uh, both of them are just fucking talking about like the most weird obscure noise shit from like the 60s. Yeah, and like and they're like big Stockhausen fans, oh, of course, yeah. and it's fucking it's an it's entertaining as hell. They're my like, my favorite thing is uh, pissing people off by talking about what Stockhausen said about nine. I think we should talk about what Stockhausen said about nine eleven about nine eleven. <laughs> it was it's hilarious. Yeah, nine eleven is a work of art. Yeah, he kind of got like proto canceled almost for Dude, like, I, was like I like I pulled up. I tried to find the quote and the only way that I could find the quote was in an article where like the writer of the article was like uh, condemning him. these t- like these tasteless comments reflect like the opinions of a dry academic whose talents are spent. He's yeah, over. He's done. So, you know, it's angry. Like, it's yeah, so angry. I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine what people were feeling like after 9-11, but also this was in Germany. <laughs> yeah, it is German. They're removed from it, you know, a little bit. Yeah, I don't know, but it's like he, he was cool, and that's another guy who came from an era where like uh, like like musicians sort of like much more actively participated in like the discussion around music. It's like yeah. I can't like I can't imagine like uh Adrian Lenker like doing an album review like I have a lot of respect no. for her and I sure. really like her, but it was like you can find Stockhausen's like thought like Stockhausen lived to see Aphex twin become a thing and like talked about it. He hated Aphex twin. <laughs> really that surprises me honestly. He like he like he reviewed like the only he only reviewed like a really early Aphex twin track called didgeridoo. Yeah, which I was like didgeridoo. Yeah, yeah, he reviewed didgeridoo and he was like this is bullshit. <laughs> 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 that genuinely surprises me. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. If you're the guy who invented electronic music, I feel like if oh, you yeah, you're allowed kid. to say that. I'm just I'm surprised he wasn't like a big Aphex Twin fan. Yeah, I mean maybe but I guess maybe, been. I, don't, I mean I don't know. I don't know the guy. Just seems like a Aphex Twin kind of guy. Yeah, I'm into 911 and Aphex Twin. <laughs> yeah, literally. But it's like yeah, I'd be much more interested to hear what he had to say about like any given artist that I would like want a second opinion on. He's dead now. Then like, well, yeah. Is he dead? Yeah, Stockhausen's dead. Yeah, you just got internalized that maybe. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> imagine what he would have said about the new Big Thief record. What would he have said about this? But yeah, what would Stockhausen have thought about Imagine Dragons? Stock- night, <laughs> night visions. Hated Apex Twin. He actually really liked L- Imagine. Really liked that. that. Like that song, Radioactive. Yeah, Stockhausen actually invented the millennial whoop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, inv- he invented that. Yeah, oh, I love. It's one that. of the many contributions that Carline Stockhausen made to modern music. People don't know that. Yeah, when John Lennon did Revolution Nine, uh, he was thinking about was the millennial th- whoop. That's right, dude. John Lennon. You know, it's a porn star named John Lemon. Seriously? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that that's I think that's enough. Yeah, I feel like that's enough. We just uh, this is our first episode, or you might not even hear this. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, see you next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Fake radio. Hey.